0: we are going to do a show today on the mills trophy race and i am going to um, have the people here introduce themselves um and um uh well i'll just let them we'll start with that okay
1: um my name ron soka i'm the uh, general chairman of the 2023 mills trophy
2: race okay and i am Kay soka able assistant <laughs> on the mills trophy race and uh, take care of various shore-side activities.
3: And I'm Phil Fry. I'm the Commodore of the Jolly Roger Sailing Club. Yes, we're having
0: Phil join us today, and uh, he just happened to be available. He he has been in the Mills race himself, so maybe we'll actually get uh, Mills Trophy Race. I'm sorry. Um, I'll have to use the complete name here. Um, But tell us a little bit about Sokas. Tell us a little bit about, you know, Uh, yourselves like what kind of boat you've sailed in the past how many times just some general things about you
1: well um, we started sailing in 1970 and uh, bought our first interlake and the person who we bought that boat from said that if you don't know very much about sailing you ought to go talk to the people at Jolly Roger because they'll get you started and teach you what you need to know and so I came to a meeting in March or so of 1970, and met Bob Pearson, and he um, sort of took us under his wing and got us started in sailing and racing sailing that year. So, and we've been sailing Interlakes ever since. So, last year was our 52nd um, ILYA Bay Week in the interlake. And, um, and then for the mills race, we, we got a bigger boat in about the end of 1986. And we tried to keep it on the river, but Jolly Roger, the boat was 32 feet and Jolly Roger had a 30 foot limit because of the way the property came together. So we ended up putting the boat down at lost point peninsula and um, the water levels up and down there, there were times we went out and couldn't get back in, or we were in and couldn't get out. And so after a, a season of sailing there, we took the boat down and and joined uh, Toledo Yacht Club. So that was in 1987, and we've been members there ever since. And we started, got involved with the Mills Committee at that point. Um, in 1987, and we've been involved with it ever since. And since 1998, I guess we've been uh, general chairman of, of the Mills race. And during that time, we raced in the Mills. So we're both Mills masters, having raced 25 or more Mills races. And, uh, and we've been general chairman since 98. So that's coming up on 20.
0: 20- now, Kay, did you race with him?
2: Oh yes, oh yes. Yeah. But those guys would still be out in the lake. If, uh,
0: <laughs> I hear that a lot from the wind. <laughs> we did we did do a show on um, women in sailing where we had uh, some of the women in here, and um, I wish I would have kn- knew you then. Then I probably would have had you in, but um, because you know we see a lot of men out, but not as many women. What do you think about that?
2: Why don't we have more women out sailing? I don't know. and in the Interlake. Group, we had a lot of women. Okay. Always. Cool. So that's I, I've never even given it much thought, but um, but yeah, I always was, I was always on, on our boat sailing the mills. What was, was your job? What was your job? Navigator. That's why. Okay. That's why they got in. Now,
0: right now navigation back when you started, of course, we didn't have the GPS. How, how did you navigate back then? No. Mm. Loran back.
2: Yeah, early, we had Loran. Now, what is, tell me Loran. about
0: Loran because I've never seen is it like a radar. How does that? How did that work? Because I still see people talk about it.
1: Yeah, it was it was the precursor of GPS. If you think about GPS, is a satellite oriented uh, system, and so it does triangulation, which uh, from the various satellites, and that's how you get your position. And Loran was a similar concept to that, but it was land
2: terrestrial.
1: Yeah, it was land based, so your signals were um, typically aviation type. Um, oh, okay. That um, never knew you know on land uh, were signals towers like cell towers. They yeah hmm. yeah okay. exactly, and so but back then they didn't they didn't use latitude and longitude. They used
2: TDs t- time differences time
1: differences. So Ooh. they calculated. The time difference from the tower to you and back, and that's how they could position you. So it would have your, been
3: fractions of a second.
1: Though. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. And so then you had to, um, uh, on your charts, they had time difference uh, lines. Lines, basically, and so that's how, rather than.
0: Latitude and longitude. So to, it involved a lot more navigational skill, yeah. would you say, than than using the GPS? I mean, GPS. Let's face it; it's pretty easy.
2: Yeah, it's yeah. You have to do a little calculating.
0: Okay, yeah. and that was your job.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: Yes. Now, okay. when when you get into the history of of the race, because we're going back over a hundred years now, well over a hundred years, right? You're going to be talking about sextants, and that's the early navigation. Was sextants to, to get around the course, correct?
2: Well, probably more just time, speed, distance.
3: Okay, yeah. time, speed, distance, mm-hmm. so dead reckoning. Yeah. Okay. Yeah.
0: Well, since you mentioned that, well, tell us a little bit about the history of the Mills Trophy race, you know, because mm-hmm. um, I'll well, be honest, I don't know much about it.
2: In right. um, um, In the early 1900s, the Toledo Yacht Club building was a, a wooden structure sitting out in the middle of Point Place, which was the middle of nowhere at that time. And they had a fire, and the building burned down. Oh, and Commodore Mills, who was not, he was from Detroit, he was not a member of Toledo Yacht Club, but he knew how dispirited that made the members to lose their clubhouse. And so they, um, um, he donated to them the trophy called the Mills Trophy, which is a sterling silver punch bowl. And at the time it had the cups and the whole bit. We have some of those cups now. We obviously have the punch bowl. And he said, you guys need to have a race. I mean, they didn't even have a clubhouse at that point because it had burned down and so they had a race and the first race was four boats of course then it was all sail it was all wood that race was 292 miles oh my word so it was considerably more (laughs) and um, from there you know the race grew and occurred most every year other than during the war and a few other uh, lapses in time. But but this year, of course, we didn't have one in 20 because of the COVID. Yeah. And then, so this year will be the 99th running of the race. And next year, the 100th.
0: Now, will there be anything special planned for the 100th year? Oh, yes. Okay.
1: <laughs> yeah, they're... Um... They've started a um, century club, sort of um, a promotional way to get people in, you know, just familiar with the fact that it's going to be the 100th. And um, so there'll be more and more of that coming out. And we've gotten sponsors that have been involved over time that are really uh, interested in being involved at the 100th. For the hundred, that's a pretty
0: big milestone. What would would that be? The longest running race on Lake Erie, or no?
2: Oh, on Lake maybe Erie, maybe on mm-hmm. probably
1: Lake, Lake Erie. Erie. Yeah,
2: um, the 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 um, Bayview Mackinaw race will also be holding their hundredth.
1: Yeah, the same yes, next because year. because they, they their 100th. did. They
2: didn't take. They didn't take a bye on the COVID year. So okay. that made ours the same. And the Chicago Mackinac has already celebrated their 100th.
0: Okay. Now, I thought I read online, and this may have not have been accurate, that at one time this race was held during the day. Is that correct or no? No. I don't.
2: No. Oh, okay. I don't believe no, so. Because I mean. the deed of gift for the Mills Trophy is that it be a test of navigational skills and that it be held in, in the night.
0: Okay, well, I maybe I was I might have read about something else then. Okay, um, because anybody I've asked said same thing. So
3: it sounds like that it starts accurate. during the daytime. Yeah.
0: Maybe that's maybe that's what yeah, I read. It start
3: it normally starts in the evening. Mm-hmm. Um, what the first five, five o'clock five start. o'clock is yeah. the f- and there are several classes that go off in ten to fifteen minute increments. I think. Um, well,
1: it used to be we had ten minute increments on the starting, and we had. 15 to 17 classes, so wow. that made it about a three-hour launch sure, yeah. window. And we've cut that back, and now it's the standard five-minute starts. Okay. So the, the first start is at five. The last start is just after six. So it's, it's pretty very compressed. impressive.
3: I, my crew, uh, we go. We try to go out early just because to see all those. Boats out there. Yeah. I mean, it's it's extremely impressive because we're last year you had maybe 120
1: roughly. Yeah, 100, just 100. yeah,
3: just 106 or. But there've been like that. years I think that I've participated that's been like 150 or close to it. I think it's our maximum a was 100 and. 75. That's that, quite, a, quite a minute. That we put. It, it's, it's extremely impressive. In fact, there are some people that just go out to, to watch the starts well, that, are that are not participating in the, in the race itself.
1: Yeah, I think not. maybe not last year, but the year before, we had um, four 70 foot boats down from, um, from Detroit. Wow. So you put four 70 footers on the starting line at one time.
0: That's pretty cool. Along yeah. with the rest of the boats in their yeah. class. So
1: there are, well, you had everything from a 70 foot to a 24 foot, uh, Meljus or something in a sport boat on the starting line, which is, uh,
0: pretty unusual. Now there's different, different links of races, right? Did I read, is that right? And how does it, how do you determine like which, which grouping you fall into? Or? Yeah,
1: there are, there are three courses. The uh, I guess I should say course. Not yeah, days, the, yeah, well, so the mills course is the longest course. It's about 70 nautical miles. Then the, uh, the uh, governor's course is kind of an inter- intermediate course. It's about 55 nautical miles. And the president's course is the smallest course. It's like 38 nautical miles. And the difference between those is determined by... One, if you want to sail for the Mills trophy, you have to sail on the Mills course, no matter what your rating is. But it's at um, um for the for the governor's course, which is a little shorter, it's the same kind of rating as as the longer course, the Mills, but some people just don't want to sail that that length. So that cuts off a couple hours on the water. And uh, and then the president's course is for the smaller and the slower rated perf boats, and also some specialty double-handed and uh, mm-hmm. cruising yeah. cruising boats, jib and main, the jam jam boats.
0: Now, what do you race? Phil, which one, which course?
3: I race the short course. Okay. Because uh, it's hard to keep my attention span going for those longer I've courses. been with you, so I, I yeah, do know you that. You understand
0: that. Yeah, I though. do know that. Plus, you can hit fewer things if you're out. True. Shorter periods, less True. buoys to hit, things like that. Any right. marks. Anyways, so, so you said you, you've had up to 170 boats?
1: Yeah, well, early on, um, probably more than that, a couple hundred, 225
0: okay. boats. Or thereabouts. Now, I notice in the name it says invitational. Do you have to have an invite to come, or how does that work? Can anybody sign up, or how does that work?
1: Um, theoretically, you in the old days, literally, you got an invitation. You uh, got something in the mail and you had to fill it out and send it in. That's all been replaced with, uh, you know, like yacht scoring has a as a way for registration and scoring that we use as a package and but still you are notified we have a database and we send out an invitation um to to the racers from prior years and other interested people uh to participate in the mills and then and then we open the uh the registration system and um, people sign up.
3: So, do you, do you have to be either a member of a recognized uh, yacht club or a U.S. sailing member to participate?
2: We, we say that we prefer that, but um, we're pretty liberal about about that. Yeah.
3: So Tip- if you want to yeah. if you want to race the Mills race, you really should join Jolly Roger Sailing Club. Fifty-nine, sixty-one, Edgewater Drive, here in Toledo, Point Place.
0: There's nothing like a shameless promotion, is
3: there? <laughs> that's, that's and that's what, absolutely that's true. That's what Commodores
2: are elected to do. <laughs> I like UK. <laughs> you but, know, this might be a good time. We maybe should backtrack a little bit ahead. for those who are listening, who aren't familiar with the race. Um, back in the old days, the race started at. Um, out on the lake at the lighthouse, um, which would be the closest open lake part, um, place from Toledo Yacht Club. And then they would sail a triangle and come back to Toledo Yacht Club. But when um, in 1981, we converted to a destination race and we start now at the lighthouse, same, same as always. But then the race um, goes over the three the the three various courses, and terminates at um, South Bass Island at Putin Bay Harbor.
0: What what precipitated the change? I mean, I'm just curious because that's a big, pretty big change.
1: Yeah. Well, the the initial the initial cause, let's say. Kay was, just
0: whispered, "It's a long story." Yeah. But you know. Well, it's a short. This
1: is. I'll keep it short. The. Uh, <laughs> In 1979, that race during, uh, during what would be the typical start time was, uh, uh, storm warnings and severe winds. And, um, and so boats were headed out to the race course and the coast guard came and said that, um, uh, you can't run this race. You need to stop. And, um, So all the boats that were already out there and had been out there for, you know, a couple hours in anticipation of the start sailed back to wherever they came from. They went back to Detroit. They went back to Cleveland. So the coast guard, um, in an effort to be very safe, probably overstepped, but at any rate, they canceled the race. And, um,
2: and sour, so it soured it, the sailors, to yeah, say sailors. it soured the um, the board of trustees at the Toledo Yacht Club. Like you know what, you know, and and so everybody just sort of said we're not gonna we're not gonna have the race, and um,
1: so they didn't have it. So in they didn't 80, have it in seventy seventy nine seventy
2: nine or 80.
1: 80. Mm-hmm. and then in eighty one. Um, a kind of a separate group, but still, yacht club members, um, went to the board and said, we, "We need to reinitiate this." And the board basically said, um, "If you decide to do that, you're on your own." I mean, it's it'll be held at Toledo Yacht Club, but the responsibility for the race all is on the uh, the uh mills race committee
0: interesting
1: so we had uh one of the one of the mem- members of that group uh agreed to underwrite because they didn't know what the financial circumstances were going to be but he agreed to underwrite um the any any expenses any losses and um and we also affiliated with the Storm Trisail Club, which is uh, East Coast uh, dominated club at the time, particularly, but it's it's um, organized as a fraternity of sailors who have sailed in open waters under storm trisail conditions. So your initiation into that group has to be that you were an open water sailor. And been out in some major, uh, heavy sailing conditions, so they have they have that group, and they, Storm Try Sail, sp- co-sponsors or sponsors, I don't know, half a dozen races: the Newport Bermuda race, the um, Halifax, I don't know where it starts, the Block Island race. Those those are the races, and they. They came in with this group from Toledo Yacht Club to sort of give it a base um, of support and uh, to get the thing relaunched, and so that's how it restarted in '81. That's interesting. I and
3: they're they're yet. still sponsors, correct? They are. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
2: It's mostly a, a name. Right. Mm-hmm. Recognition. Yeah.
1: Any anymore is just mm-hmm. historically. They were there in, in the beginning as partners, you know, and it was kind of like, we're in this together, so if we make money together, good. If we lose money together, not so good, but we're in it.
0: Now, the uh, the race has actually a whole week of activities. Is, is that pretty much, is it, I don't know if it's a whole week, but tell us a little bit about what goes on leading up to the actual race, and then once you get to the Bay, what happens, things like that.
1: Yeah.
2: yeah go, ahead. go ahead, Kay. So the- Um, formal activities begin the Friday night prior to the race and that is the evening that we have the Mills Masters Party and that party is open only to Mills Masters and um, it is the, the evening that we introduce the new Mills Masters and it's a very fun time because everybody who's there has been sailing the race at least 25 years. So you don't have to entertain them. (laughs) They just have a good time. We have a little picnic. Um, The committee basically puts on this event. It's just a very casual, fun kickoff event. Then on the Wednesday prior to the race, we have the awards banquet for the prior year. And that's the time where we actually present the trophies um, to the to the winners that have been engraved with their name from winning the prior year. And that's a dinner trophy presentation. Very nice affair and um, um, one that people really look forward to um, each year. Then on Thursday night, the Toledo Yacht Club holds a party, an open-to-the-public party um, that they take care of. Um, the Mills Committee doesn't take care of that, but it's because of the Mills Committee. And that's when our um, competitors come and pick up their packets and and um, any final registration that they need to do. And then on Friday is the race. And the race ends, you know, depending on conditions, people might, the faster boats might come start coming in about midnight at Putten Bay, and usually are completely finished. You know, around six o'clock in the morning, and they get a little shut eye. Maybe go to the Frosty Bar for breakfast, and um, and then on Saturday afternoon we hold a party at the Putten Bay Yacht Club, and um, in the afternoon, and then on Sunday morning we present the award flags. At the Putin bay yacht club and then everyone the award flag
0: to to who won or what does that mean do to the win? winners yes to the winners to each class yeah. mm-hmm. each okay. class
2: overall first second and third places right
0: so now the party on saturday is that open to anybody or only participants in the race
2: it's it's open to participants of the race yes and their entourage and their crew? Okay. Okay. yeah
0: yeah right. okay yeah. right um so it sounds like it's pretty much is pretty much a whole week almost of activities it sounds like huh mm-hmm.
1: yeah all elapsed days
0: for sure mm-hmm. um, any suggestions you would have for somebody that says you know i i think i'd like to try that race for for a first timer what would you suggest
1: i think the easiest uh well we have we have a couple of of uh options there. One is there's a cruising class, which is, um, it's designed for, um, first timers could be, uh, or boats that, um, aren't really racing boats. You know, they're, you're likely to see, you know, um, Bimini's covers.
0: That's my kind you of, you right yeah, there. yeah, okay. exactly.
1: So, that's an opportunity to get involved it's on it's on the short course the 38 mile course um jam for the boats that uh we have you know some pretty sophisticated racing boats that that like to sail jam because it's it's shorter and um you can do it with a few less crew if you Mm -hmm. if you need to or
3: if you've got family you know that likes to come in and, and sail so just for a definition, jam means jib and main, so you don't have the big spinnaker like some of the other racing boats have. Yeah. So that's what for example, my boat doesn't even have a spinnaker, so I always race in in jam. and it's still competitive.'t't Don't, don't, don't oh. get me wrong. It's a very competitive class, but no. it uh, as Ron was saying, you need normally less crew. Easier to handle less sale changes or actually no sale changes. So that'd be, the, that'd be a good starting point
1: to see if you like it and to experience a, a night race, which is new to a lot of people. We get about, oh, 10% um, new every sailors year? every year. Oh,
0: that's, that's good. Yeah. That's good. Now, do they have to, if they race in the cruising class, do they still have to have their sails measured and all that stuff? Or how does that work if you decide you're going to be in a cruising class? Like if I decide I wanted to put my Cat 27, which I'm not going to, in that race, what would I have to do?
1: Um, there are a couple things you could do. If if you just want to register and race, the The Mills Race Committee will assign you a rating. Mm, okay um if you want to be a little more formal than that you would go to one of the local rating like uh Perth Lake Erie okay and um and then it, there there's a local <clears throat> there's a local um measurer you know somebody at North Cape or Monroe or you know Toledo that will do just what you said they'll they'll measure sales primarily mm-hmm. and then i think the rest of the the rest of the measurements for for that are manufacturers provided, or. and
3: it, it, it's pretty. It's a very reasonable cost to get a perf certificate. I think it's thirty five dollars a year, and if you're going to race even in two or three different regattas, and there are other regattas obviously that you can race in as a casual racer, it's worth getting a a perf certificate.
0: If my wife's listening, no, I'm not thinking about doing that unless I can catch a ride. I'm not. Uh, doing that because I've never even had my boat out at night, so
2: well that's the other option is to to get a crew position on one of the boats, and then that would give you a feel for whether or not you could attack it with your own
3: yeah the first first couple of mills I did was not on my boat i was I was crewing on someone else's boat
0: okay so if anybody's interested uh, most of the time there's all, there's people looking for crew. You know, so, you know, ask around if it's something you might want to do. Um, Let me ask you this question. What is the longest official finishing time that you know of that you've had? And Kay is smiling, so something is coming to mind. Is it somebody who still hasn't finished or <laughs>
2: they're
3: still out there?: They're still out there.: well, in
2: time. I remember one year when Jack Bernard finished at four in the afternoon.
1: Oh. Yeah, the party was over.: the,
2: <laughs> But Jack never He
1: never quit. dropped out.: he Never dropped yes. out of a race. That's and he good. Was, He was one of those I don't know if he was a 50-year. I think I think he was, think he was a 50-year Mills. Mm-hmm.
0: Oh my word! Sailing. That is amazing. Mm-hmm. So,
1: and the other 50-year local 50-year sale is uh, Grant John, John Grainer. Griner. John, Griner.
0: John Griner's coming in later today.
1: Yeah, he um, he's. I think he's no longer uh, racing, but he's he was over 50. Mm-hmm. He he might have won the Mills.
2: He he won the Mills in 2000.
1: Team, I think. yeah which was his first time in all those years that he won oh, the mills race that's interesting. but he's you know gotten class flags and mm-hmm. you know he's a veteran veteran sailor
2: um the latest that I recall we finished was 10 o'clock in the morning yeah, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: yeah so it's a it's an eye-opening thing to be sailing at dawn when the sun's coming up. So, actually,
3: it's uh, I, I like that a lot. Lions. My, my so favorite mills, actually, I was crewing with someone. And we were, dawn was coming up when we were between, um, well, we were probably east of uh, South Bass Island, and we were swapping position with, an, with another uh, J-29, and we both had kites up. And so we would steal the wind, go in front of somebody else, then they would steal our wind, and it was it, it was it was some of the best sailing that I've ever done, and that was during the mills and it's 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 really kind of magical to to be out there when the sun's coming out
1: yeah yeah, we used to um one of our um, one of our sailing competitors in our class was um a boat that raided a few seconds faster than us, so they would owe us time. And they knew that when the sun came up in the morning, if they could see us, they were in trouble because we were close enough to, uh, on, our, be, on a rating basis, we had
0: beat them, yeah. That's interesting. <laughs> Well is there anything else you guys would want to add? I mean, I well, I would suggest
2: anybody who is interested in the Mills Trophy race. Um, and it, it will be on June the 9th, Friday, June the 9th, 2023. And we would love to have we would love to have you and um, check out our uh, website. Just enter Mills Trophy race in your search engine, and our website will pop up. And then we use um, an application called Yacht Scoring for registration and all of our information um, Is in terms of the um, notice of race and the sailing instructions. And you can see who all has registered and in what classes and so forth. So you can just look that up on Yacht Scoring as, um, as time grows nearer. That isn't open yet for the mills race, but it will be shortly. Um, also, if you want to be on the mailing list, go to the website, and there is a place there that you can um, subscribe to be on our mailing list, and you'll receive e- whatever emails we send out about our various activities, when the registration opens, you know, any other important news that's going on.
3: I, I would say don't be scared away. I mean, it, it seems very daunting at first when you think about, oh, I don't race a lot. I, now I got to register my boat and, and how do I do this and et cetera, et cetera. The Mills Trophy Race Committee, they do an outstanding job every single year. From start to finish, it is one of the best-run events that I've ever been to. I look forward to it every year. It's really unique, and uh, the other thing that we haven't talked about, and that's safety. And they are very safety-minded. There's a, there's a list of things that you need to have your your boat and your crew prepared for because it is different. You are you are sailing at night, but these people do an outstanding job and. Uh, It'll be something that you'll remember forever if you love to sail, is, is doing a Mills Trophy race.
0: Anything else from you?
1: I don't know, we've covered a whole lot there, I would say. I appreciate you. <laughs> this is the, the 99th, well, so people... Well, the other
2: thing is that, um, I mentioned that we have the awards and give out the trophies. I would venture that we have one of the finest collections, of trophies you will ever see, and to be to have your name engraved on one of those plaques is quite an honor.
1: Right. The um, the Mills Trophy itself is uh, vintage 1907. The President's Trophy, President Taft, that's 1909, and uh, the Governor's Trophy is Governor Harmon, and that that's also 1909. And so we have Deeds of Gift from the President of the United States, the Governor of Ohio at that time, and Merrill B. Mills, the, uh, the namesake for the Invitational Mills Trophy Race.
2: And then there are about 40 other trophies that we give for class um, and various other things, First to Finish, um, Best First Time Mills, um, the jib and Main.
1: Double-handed.
2: Double-handed multi-haul. So it's, um, it's it's quite a collection. And if you're ever in the arid area, come to the Toledo Yacht Club and someone will be glad to show you our trophies.
0: And I tell you what, it's very impressive to go up and look at the trophies up there. So I've had the opportunity to go up there um, a couple of times. And actually, I think we went to some kind of a reception even in there one time. Somebody had a... Isn't it in the trophy room sometimes they have a for mm-hmm. the smaller room? Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, it was very impressive. Well, I want to thank you guys for coming out. And uh, if anybody's looking for something, uh, a little bit of a challenge, maybe you would be interested in doing the Mills race this summer. I'm, I'm glad Phil kind of um, gave us, you know, not to be scared off by it. Um, but I think probably in personal, I think if you've never sailed at night, though, you might want to start by going out with someone else. Um, but maybe not. Uh, If you're an adventurer, uh, I consider myself an adventurer, but I haven't done the night stuff yet, but I'm hoping this summer I can, can venture out at night once or twice. So thanks for coming. And, uh, I guess we're done. Thanks. Thanks. Thanks very much. Thanks for coming out. That was awesome.